0: everyone welcome back to the second podcast here on holding to truth In today's segment we'd like to talk about a topic that's been written uh, in two posts here uh, which is related to pray reading the Word of God so it'd like to take a little bit of time to get into this topic uh, to talk about where it's found in the Word and then to spend a little more time to talk about uh, how we can practice and enter into this experience so Tom to get us started Uh, What can you tell us, uh, or how can you define this term, pray-reading? What does this mean?
1: Well, Joe, pray-reading the word really is a very uh, simple expression. It's just a uh, a hyphenated word that just puts prayer and the word together. Um, You know, when we pray-read the word, we turn God's words into our prayer to him. So uh, we can just simply say that pray-reading is to take the word of God by means of all prayer.
0: Uh, okay, so you mentioned uh, to pray read is to take the word of God by means of all prayer, uh, and that actually gets us into the next question. So, what is what is a key verse in the New Testament related to pray reading the word?
1: One of the most direct passages that I can think of is Ephesians six seventeen and eighteen. Of co- course, most people when they think of that, they think of the uh, uh, an exhortation related to spiritual warfare. Uh, in that passage, it talks about putting on the armor of God or taking up the armor, but in that last uh, little section there, it applies it, and it applies it by prayer. And so in that verse, it talks about receiving the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, and that Spirit is the Word of God that we take by means of all prayer. And so you, if you see Ephesians 6, 17 and 18, 17 refers to the matter of the word, Uh, and 18 shows us how to take it by means of all prayer, praying it every time in spirit.
0: So these verses in Ephesians, they show us uh, that one way to take the word is to take it by means of all prayer and petition. That's right. So really, this is kind of a basis for this term, pray reading, which is to pray over the word of God and to take the word by means of all prayer and petition. Right. Uh, so this is this is uh, one place where we find this 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 uh, term in the New Testament what are some other verses throughout the Bible that kind of help to explain this matter of prayer reading
1: well the, the thought of taking the word of God uh, in the way of prayer reading really comes to this this thought that God's Word is firstly uh, nourishment a spiritual nourishment so if you look at the Old Testament you find um, people like, Jeremiah the prophet, in Jeremiah 15, 16, he said, Your words were found and I ate them. And Your word became to me the gladness and joy of my heart. So he took the word of God as food. Uh, The Lord Jesus in Matthew 4, He, uh, even in in quoting to the word of God to Satan, to defeat Satan, He says, Man, referring to Him, uh, Jesus Himself standing as a man, He says, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out through the mouth of God. So the, just the view that God's word has a primary function of being nourishment indicates that uh, it requires more than just a mental understanding of the scriptures. That is, we have to receive it into us. And the, the, the way we do this is by prayer, to take the word, because when we pray, we don't just use our mind, he is our spirit, and this is a real key uh, when it comes to receiving the word of God as spiritual nourishment.
0: This point is really helpful related to this matter of prayer reading the word, uh, right. because you know, uh, when you see that the primary function or a primary function of the Bible is to be food to us, Right. and we see this in verses like Matthew 4.4 4, that says, mm-hmm. man shall not live on bread alone, but shall uh, live on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we have this verse here in Matthew four four, which which shows us that actually God's words are food to us. Mm-hmm. And then Jeremiah fifteen sixteen says, "Your words were found and I ate them, and your words became to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart." Mm-hmm. Um, it's helpful for us in our experience because I think a lot of a lot of people, and it's easy to have this this kind of thought that, you know, you come to the Bible for some kind of instruction, uh, you come to the Bible in a way to study the Word. Uh, you know to kind of consider the word which is good and there's a time for that there's a time to you know really uh, study the word in that way but as you mentioned a primary function of the bible is to be food to us and to nourish us and supply us for our christian life that's right and so if we see this we can realize that actually uh you know one of the main things we need to do when we come to the bible is to pray over the word and to receive um, nourishment from the word yeah so these these verses are very helpful um Okay, so now based on this, uh, so we've talked about kind of where we find this in the Bible. We talk about how a primary function of the Word is for us to be nourished, to supply us for our Christian life. Um, but if, for someone who hasn't heard about this, this term or this topic before, how can they practice it? How can they start to experience it on their own?
1: I, I th- I'm glad you came to this point because it, without some practical help to uh, some tools, you might say, uh, it'd be real difficult to really get into the, um, the enjoyment of the Word of God for nourishment. And I would say there's, you know, an, I'd say in all these cases, we really need to uh, open our mouth, not just uh, exercise our mind. And one of the simplest things that I do is when I begin to open the Word of God, I begin to call on the name of the Lord Jesus. Um, the simplest prayer is just, Lord Jesus. Uh, or Lord, I love you. Uh, you know, when we pray in this kind of way, speaking the Lord's name, we're in the Holy Spirit, and we're uh, we're able to touch the Word of God with our spirit. Then, there's many forms of prayer, and how we approach it really depends on how the Lord touches us with the passage we're reading. We may come to one passage, and we're touched to confess our sins, because the light from the Scriptures. Uh, Touches us in such a way. At other points, we may be, the the scriptures may lead us to give thanks. Uh, We may be reading along in a passage that uh, makes a wonderful promise to us, and we just have to say, Lord, thank you. Uh, Mm -hmm. When we see something particular about the Lord's person, we may be touched to praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Say, Lord, praise you. You're my Savior. You're my Redeemer, uh, according to the portion of scripture we read. Mm -hmm. So there's not a with this kind of prayer reading, it's not a formula. It's not a, uh, a some kind of ritual. It's more taking the word in an appropriate way and turning it into a living prayer to the Lord uh, so that we're able to digest it and assimilate it.
0: I like uh, that you mentioned that it's there's not a formula. Uh, you know, it's not some kind of ritual, but really it's just turning the words of the Bible into our prayer to the Lord. So we're just taking whatever words we're reading, uh, any chapter, any book of the Bible, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, and we're praying over what we read. And uh, I was considering an example is Galatians 2.20, which says, I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. Mm -hmm. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live in faith, the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. So with this verse as an example, uh, you could come to the verse and you could just pray, I am crucified with Christ. Mm-hmm. Lord, thank you that I am crucified with you. Uh, it is no longer I who live. Lord, thank you, it is no longer I who live. Right. But it is Christ who lives in me. Lord, right. thank you that you live in me. That's right. Lord Jesus, live in me today. Mm-hmm. Be the one who's living in me. So just from this, this short example, we see that this verse, Galatians 2.20, but any other verse in the Bible, we can just come to it. Uh, we can pray over it, make it our prayer mm. to the Lord. And uh, something I appreciate about this is we can even, we can make it, uh, we can apply it to ourselves, and we can also apply it to others. So there's another verse in Ephesians 3 that talks about Christ making his home in our hearts. So we can turn that verse into our prayer and say, Lord, today, make your home more in my heart. But we can also pray it for someone else. Mm-hmm. So I could pray, Lord, Lord uh, make your home in Tom's heart more today. And so what we see with this is there's just many ways to pray over the Word. We can pray over directly what we're reading. Uh, we can make it our prayer to the Lord and apply it to ourselves and apply it to others. So there's a lot of, a lot of ways that we can apply this term, and it's not just some type of specific mm-hmm. ritual or form, That's right. which is very helpful. Um, <clears throat> okay, so actually another question that I have here is related to prayer reading with others. So we've covered kind of how to do this individually and personally, Uh, in our walk with the Lord, but but how can we also do this with others as a way to contact the Lord and experience Him?
1: Uh, Pray reading with others is a real uh, excellent practice that uh, believers should learn to do from the beginning of their Christian life. Uh, I'd say it's good to do it with starting out with just a few, with two or three, uh, so you don't um, get too. it doesn't get to be too awkward. But there's a few words here. When we pray-read with others, it's good to be, be quick, uh, to pray a short phrase uh, so you can be more interactive. Uh, long prayers will become, uh, be frustrating. So uh, it's better if, if when two or three are pray-reading, you don't pray two or three or more sentences, but just say a short phrase uh, and then let another person follow you. Uh, to be, uh, jump in, don't, don't be hesitant, be quick, but be short. And then just whatever you say, may it be something re- that's very real, very genuine. Um, uh, receiving some fresh inspiration from the Lord. So if uh, we were to pray like you were praying um, the verse on from Galatians 2.20, you may say, uh, like you said, I am crucified with Christ. And I may respond and say, Lord, thank you. Yes, we're crucified with you. And, and as you go back and forth, we can uh, follow one another. Mm-hmm. Kind of... Um, build on one another's prayer reading. And especially for new believers, this can be a very encouraging way to help them touch the, the spirit of the scriptures and not just be uh, just stuck uh, with the understanding, trying to understand it with their mind. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very good to, uh, to practice this from the very beginning of our Christian life. And doing it with a group of two or three others is a great way to help usher us into the practice of prayer reading. It can be even more enjoyable uh, when we practice together.
0: You mentioned that, uh, you know, maybe someone who's newly saved, this is a good practice for them to enter into. Hmm. And um, I think, as we mentioned before, a lot of times people come to the Word to study it, maybe to memorize it, uh, to, you know, to use their mind to comprehend the Word. But what would you say to somebody who is in that situation, who is newly saved? What would you say to them about how to to begin to have this practice of of contacting the Lord through the
1: Word? Well, you know, after a person is saved, the first need they have is to be spiritually nourished. You consider with a, a babe, um, you're not going to try to educate the a little baby after they're born. you one of the first things you try to do is to help them drink milk. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Apostle Peter in 1 Peter 2.2, 2, well, in chapter one, he said, talked about us being regenerated through God's living word. Mm-hmm. Regenerated is just to mean to be born, to be born again. But then in the, the beginning of the very next chapter, he says, as newborn babes long for the guileless milk of the word, that by it you may grow. And I would tell a new believer that uh, from the very beginning of your Christian life, the life that you have received of Christ needs nourishment. Uh, any life does. So uh, it's good from the very first day to begin to s- consider the Bible is, uh, is spiritual food, and it's At the same time it's the best prayer book and uh, a young believer may think i don't have that much bible knowledge well i would say begin to take a book uh, you know probably a book in the new testament that's not so uh so complicated and just begin to take two or three verses Uh, the gospel of john is a good one Uh, you mentioned like uh, galatians or one of these books ephesians and just even if you don't understand it completely just take two or three verses and read them with a, in a prayerful way to the Lord. And then anything that, that touches you, turn it into some amount of thanksgiving, confession, praise, or even to uh, petition or intercede for other people. And do your best to follow the feeling you have from the Lord as you approach the word. There's no, uh, no formula for this. Again, it's just our contact with the Lord uh, by prayer, over his word and uh, i'd say just begin to practice from the very beginning of your christian life and i believe even if you feel like you're not doing it that effectively you'll really be benefited just by touching the word
0: Mm -hmm. yeah this point is really helpful uh, especially for someone who's newly saved right Uh, as you mentioned you know a babe the first thing they need is to be fed Mm -hmm. not to be taught not to be trained but really is just to take in the milk right by taking in the milk they grow the same is true in the christian life which is what first peter chapter 2 says Uh, the verses there they talk about as a newborn babe longs for the guileless milk of the word Mm -hmm. you know uh so we want to be these ones who are newborn babes who are longing for the guileless milk which means we're taking it in we're being fed and we're even growing by taking in the word that's right i mean this is a helpful point for anyone who's newly saved and it's also a good point for anyone anyone you know who's been saved for any period of time To realize like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast today that the primary function of the word is to nourish us to Mm -hmm. strengthen us and to supply us for our christian life and one way a great way to receive the supply from the word is to pray over whatever we're reading to make Mm -hmm. the word our prayer to the lord uh, and to you know to apply it to ourselves and apply it to others so for anybody who would like to know more about this there's a booklet available from bibles for america a series of booklets called The Basic Elements of the Christian Life. Mm -hmm. And one of the chapters in those series of booklets is on pray reading the word. So anybody who would like to learn more about this can order that series of booklets from Bibles for America by going to biblesforamerica.org. Tom, thank you for taking the time with us in this podcast today. And thank you all for listening uh, to this podcast. We look forward to more uh, topics in the future.